Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And I wish that we just had the conversation we were having recorded. I've already mentioned this a million times that we talk for like a very long time before we actually hit the record button. Yes, um, but what you were just saying <laughs> uh, reminded me of how that time where you're like, oh, like feed Ashley versus DM Ashley. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like I remember like when we started this and how it was like everything was like to a T planned out. This is what I'm like, obviously, like we like left a room for like <laughs> vamping and like fun, like tangents and stuff, but like. It's just, like, not the vibe anymore. (laughs) We used to have, like, we didn't, it wasn't, like, a script, but it was, like, you know, set talking points. And I literally just turned to Phoebe. I was like, all right, we should probably hit, like, record. I was like, you just start the beginning part and I'll just say some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's so funny to, like, just, like, think of, like, the peaks and valleys and, like, how things have changed and evolved. I have been listening to the uh the drama girls podcast which is with I them. need to oh my gosh and honestly if you start now because something I love and I hate it because it's so good and so fun to listen to but since they just started it it's like I only get one episode a week and I like got I got into it very early on, so it looked like I had a lot of episodes, but then I was like, oh, no, I only had three episodes. Um, yeah. But it's so, like, I don't know. I just, I love the way that their conversation flows, and it, like, has, like, a purpose, but they also, like, talk about, like, really fun things, and I think at least how I feel now with my life being, like, as chaotic as it feels like is that like yes like my life is like a lot has a lot to do with books but it's like the books oh my gosh I just heard a quote today oh it's for the Kathleen Kelly quote from shop around the corner uh you've got mail hello everybody's mm. gonna come for me for blanking on that where like what we read like defines who we are in a moment or something I'm like oh I feel that right now yeah well <laughs> well maybe not like <laughs> Wow. Everybody's going to be like, ooh, (laughs) newlywed life is treating you well. (laughs) Or I feel like this, our podcast in general, I can't decide whether or not it's the pandemic that changed us, if it's just a product of things changing over time, if it was just us getting more comfortable on this platform, kind of figuring out what we want to do. But it's like, it really does feel like a full 180 for me at least. Like the role that reading plays in my life, it feels mm-hmm. like a whole 180 from what it used to be. There was a time in which, like, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but it's pretty, it shouldn't be shocking to know that when I was in law school, I did not read for fun. Like there was just no time. All I did all day long was read and they it wasn't fun stuff. It was you know case law and I was studying all the time and it was just a lot for three years and so when I picked up reading after I graduated it was like it was definitely a hobby and like a little bit escapist but it was definitely like filling this void of like I used to be spending all this time reading and so I still felt like I needed to read but I wanted to transition to reading for fun But somewhere along the way, I felt like I had to read a certain type of book or keep up with a certain 
persona as a reader and that was all external pressure like I don't, I don't even know you know where that came from but it was like I had to read you know certain type of books and I still read those books and I still find so much joy in them but now I unapologetic unapologetically read what I want when I want in the time that I have to fill and it feels so much more liberating to not feel like I have to keep up any sort of like appearances of what I read and now because of that it truly does feel escapist and it truly does feel like it's bringing me joy entirely and that doesn't mean I don't read you know important things I don't push myself with learning but it just means that like I do it all like I really try to like keep myself balanced with reading what I genuinely want and need to to like feed my soul if that makes sense yeah no I totally totally get that and I think it's something it's like this weird like psych like like a like psychology thing or like not to like psychoanalyze you or myself or anything because that is not my profession but there's just something about like like I don't know like we've talked about this a lot like how the the online space is like kind of changed and not necessarily for better or for worse it's just like has it changed or have we changed with like what yeah. like I think we just like learned a lot like what value we have and like where it needs to go and I still get like very distracted by like shiny new releases but I was doing a, uh, if you liked this, try this on my stories this weekend. And without fail, I always get people who ask me for like thriller recommendations and horror recommendation and like very like dense literary fiction, which if that's what you like to read, that's awesome. But if like, I'm like, I don't think like I read some literary fiction like every now and then, like I read Hamnet back in the fall and that made my brain, I I loved it, but I got my brain uh, <laughs> a little little convoluted for a while. Um, and it's just like, that's just like not what I reach for ever. And like, as I say, I'm actually reading a thriller right now. But it, that's just because I get FOMO sometimes. And I want to know what everybody's talking about. What are you reading? I'm reading the new Riley Sager book. Oh, interesting. And because it, it's like, it's, it seems like really polarizing. Um and for some reason, I am one of those, like, very curious people who, like, when people are like, I love it or I hate it, I'm either like, oh, I'm not going near it or I'm like, okay, you've intrigued me enough where – because it's interesting because I've only re- – I've read very few thrillers or, like, suspenseful novels mm-hmm. in um, in my, my life as a reader. I do love a suspenseful vibe because I think it can make it – Like, something I have been craving because it feels like it's been happening few and far between lately is just, like, that unputdownable quality of a book. Yeah. Um, Because, like, I remember I texted you at, like, 2 a.m. when I was reading Madison Kate, and I was like, oh, this is a little bit more of the, like, oh, Beasley. Um, I was like, this is a little bit more of a thriller than I was anticipating, but, like, I can't stop reading it, even though I'm a little little scared right now, but that's okay. I was going to say, that's what I feel like for me, because I was a huge thriller reader for all those years for that very reason, that unputdownable quality, and um, I... I don't want to like write off the genre because I never want to do that. But like, so I don't want to say all of the things that could be thrilling in a thriller have already happened. I've already read about. So nothing, there's nothing new. 
because I feel like there still is some something other that's new. Like there will be a thriller that shocks me like reading Gone Girl for the first time. I feel like I have been finding what I wanted out of a thriller in dark romance that have mm-hmm. thriller components because you get like a little bit of both. That's why I actually love YA thrillers because there's always a little love story in there. That's why Megan Miranda is one of my favorite authors because she always includes some sort of like love story. It is not at all a romance. It is not steamy. It doesn't really play a central role. It's just kind of in there sprinkled in with the mystery. Like the mystery is definitely what pulls the book forward. But when the mystery has a lull period, the romance gets a little bit like you still have that having your heart race, if that makes sense. No, I think, I mean, I've been doing a lot of, uh, because now I, because you know, I I don't have enough going on in life. I'm writing, I'm in the middle of writing two books now. um, And uh, so I've been doing a lot of, like I've been reading a lot of books about writing Mm -hmm. and there's like one of the major like things if you and if you know like once you read these books it's really fun to like go back and dissect like books that make it to like the New York Times bestseller list and stuff like that you're like oh yes like they're great because they like they're great writing but they do all follow a specific formula Mm -hmm. and that's because it works and I, I still think that people read books and like oh this is new and whatever and it's amazing um but like having that like a storyline and b storyline is something that's really important for a yeah, reader but for i think sure. for that reason i think you'll really 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 like firekeeper's daughter okay good yeah i was i was thinking about like where um you know i studied writing for four years and I have my degree I have a degree in it and it was always so interesting to me to see the differences in my writing classes versus my English literature classes Mm -hmm. because like you said like writing is formulaic there's a science to it like there obviously is so much room for creativity and like when you look at when you look at five different books across five different genres you aren't going to feel similarities to it. But when you break it down and like look at the bones of it, they all have the same components that make a book sell, that make a book thrilling, that whatever. So Yeah, the hardest um, part is having the idea and deciding how it starts and how it ends. But that's why – and then, I mean, I have some like romance things I want to talk about. This will be my final point. (laughs) But um, George Lucas, who wrote Star Wars – he hates beginnings, and that's why the yeah. Star Wars series this is probably not new information for anybody, but that's why it starts with episode four, like right in the middle of the story. And you're like, wait, what happened? How did this Darth Vader person become that way? Where's their mom? What's going on? Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. I think we've mentioned that before. And I think I said to you that like in my in my writing class, all my professors always told us, you never start at the beginning. You can start no. at the end if you want, but you mostly start in the middle. Yeah. You mostly ha- start and then you like branch out from there and like there's all different ways to do it but like you you're never going to linear like and not that linear is boring but like being like and Ashley was born and then she went to college and that like that is like not what drives a story or makes things interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I've just been like really feeling the the comfort of the the happily ever after lately Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I that was something that you talked about a lot and I was always like 
Yeah. And it hasn't felt like I haven't identified with it until very recently where I'm like, yes, no, please give me the happily ever after. Like I just, that's what I'm looking for right now. now. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, talking more about romance, because like technically this is our indie romance series. We haven't mentioned a single indie romance yet. Madison Kate, of course, without fail. (laughs) Um, Once an episode, everybody drink. (laughs) It's like what it, it's like how it used to be with Agatar. Although I say used to, like I still very much wear a necklace that has an Agatar quote on it every single day. I got a tattoo. Like we don't guys. Me too. I have my bracelet on. You do yeah. not fear. You do not falter. You do not yield. Do not, without fail, guys. Do not ever think that Reese has left as has not as not a daily topic in this household. It's he still very much is there and alive. Something we would really love to do is go back to our very first romance series and either reread the books that we pitched or like some of them because we are very busy people um, <laughs> and just like kind of find out like is that still something we would recommend because like I yeah. remember really loving the Unhoneymooners but I haven't loved like I, mean, I like, still think I'll love. I still think I'll love the Unhoneymooners. It's just different expectations. Like right. I, what? What was it? The Simple Wild, which we talked about. We talked about a lot, obviously, on this podcast. But I had said in there, reading that, like that, that had the perfect amount of like steam or spice for me. And <laughs> <laughs> I think if I were to reread that now, I'd be like, "Where is it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now when I, because I've reread The Simple Wild many times um, since I first read it, and I, like, don't, I think, I mean, yes, it's, like, a romance, but, like, that's not, like, I reread that book for comfort for different reasons than the steam, like. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder, just, like, even for me, because, like, see, Jonah is, like, more your type of guy. Jonah was never my type of guy. I just, like, really loved them as a couple, but yeah. now I feel like I've had so many more couples that I've read about that would like rank higher than Jonah and Kala. I don't know. I've got to think, I've got to think long and hard about that, but that would be really fun to actually do like a, oh, you know that TikTok challenge where it's like, I don't know if it's really a challenge. I don't know. Trend, trend, that's the right word. Where it's like, um, like me in 2018 fighting me in 2021. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we should do that with like, our book boyfriends from the very beginning of the podcast. Oh my god! Versus now, they would be annihilated. Every one of them, oh, with, except for with Reese, because obviously, I don't know if Reese is considered in the middle or the beginning. I don't know. I, but I don't know. He definitely changed things for you. Oh, Akatar I don't think is a gateway. It's a gateway it drug. Is. <laughs> it is for so many I things. Don't even know if I mentioned this. I think I did. Maybe. I don't know. How How much did I talk about Shatter Me? I didn't pitch it to you, right? No, but it's like it's on my TBR. Okay. Well, in a, there was a moment of weakness in the second book in which I, I cried. Wait, yes. Act- no, no, no. You texted me in this moment. Yes. There were tears in my eyes. Like I felt – I have never felt like I was such a, betray, a betrayer of someone's trust uh, and by someone, I mean a fictional character that I will never meet named Resand. Um, when I felt in my heart 
that Aaron Warner was number one in my book boyfriends. Warner always makes me think of Legally Blonde, but... (laughs) No, this... No, no. Aaron Warner is like... uh, I can't talk about it. Anyways, she has a new book coming out. That's what... Yeah, I just saw that, but that Shatter Me's fantasy... It's uh, dystopian. Oh, okay. I, like, have not... I have so many fantasy and fantasy romance on my TBR, and I just have not wanted to touch it. I don't, like... I think because... It's a lot. Like, I get so many people who are like, oh, I read Akatar because of you, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you liked it. And that, like, Akatar is the exception, not the rule for me. Like, I... I have not found... Like, I do love the From Blood and Ash series, but I've not read A Crown of Gilded Bones yet, which is independently published. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, there we go. There's our tie-in. There we go. (laughs) I feel like... Oh, and also K.A. Tucker just released her first fantasy book. Mm -hmm. Nat and Hannah are both reading it right now. I'm telling them to, like, take detailed notes so that It's apparently a slow burn. Like, she says it herself, and I'm like, all right. (laughs) Sometimes that can be so good and rewarding, and, like, other times I'm just like, okay. It depends. Enough. Like, (laughs) if, okay, here's the thing. If it moves, like, if the story moves and it's a slow burn, I don't mind. But when when the plot is dragging, but I like the romance and there's no payoff or, like, it's just taking forever, it's just, like... I'm like, why? Like, this is not... Like, because I, I used to love a slow burn, and I still do, but... What makes a slow burn enjoyable for me is that tension. Mm-hmm. If the tension isn't there, if it's just, like, these two people haven't met yet, or, like, they barely talk to each other for 70% of the book, that is not... That is not, to me, a slow burn. A slow burn means that there is, like, fire going the, the whole way through. It just hasn't, like, inflamed... You know, it hasn't, like, engrossed you in, in flames yet. That was like, you know a, I mean? yeah, I just had like a very strong visual by all that fire talk. Yeah, you know, it's like. I was talking to um, Jamie, <laughs> who is no longer the reading pup. The Jamie Shelves now. I was talking to her late last night about um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I know you've never watched, but I'm telling you. I know. You. I need to. Would like, I mean, I, I don't want to get you obsessed with something because. I understand what you're going. All through my friends life. know that at, at this point. Like they're like <laughs> Ashley. Need, we need to like really decide when to like unleash something upon her because I don't know if the world is ready for her to have another obsession. I just I know you will love it. Like and I I don't know, but Jamie and I were talking about it, and I was just like that is show is like the reason why my type is my type. Like that show ruined men for me. <laughs> And it has just such, like, there's just such good, like, tension in it. Um, I was just talking about this with somebody else. What other, what other series that I was, like, I was thinking back to TV shows and I was like, wow, this is definitely what ruined me. Like, this is where my type came from. What show was that? I don't know because we've only been really talking about One Tree Hill. Yeah. I stopped my rewatch of One Tree Hill. They just seem so human. Ugh. (laughs) I'm... Just seems so human. Wait, have you been um, watching? Wait, Suits or White Collar? Which one have you been rewatching? I mean, both of them. I okay. I am in the middle of 
at least 20 different books and like seven TV shows. I cannot, like my concentration has been 0%. But anyways, the, the things I am obsessing over currently, not a rewatch. I'm watching for the first time, Prison Break. I have so many, so many thoughts about Michael Schofield. I, <laughs> so many thoughts. I can't. Uh, anyways, um, that's a show that I've actually had to stop watching. Like, like I'd have, I've had to take a break so I forget like how addicted I am to it before I can join it, like watch it again. Like I literally, John was like, do you want to watch an episode today? And I was like, no, we have to wait, watch it at night. I cannot watch it in the middle of the day because then I will watch it all day long. So there's that. I'm watching for the first time though. It's not a rewatch. Um, and I'm also watching Lucifer for the first Ooh. time. Which, like, is very much feeding into my book genre. Like, I would love to do a, if you like Lucifer, you should read these books thing. Because I've got, like, just just so many. Va- I mean, first on that list would be um, the Dark Elements series by Jennifer Armentrout. The first book is White Hot Kiss. Lucifer is a grown-up version of Roth. Like, hands down, 100%. Like, literally. So, that there's... That series there's, is YA? Yes. It is, it is YA. It is... So, the, the language makes it very clear that it's YA. But Roth is one of those characters. I wish, with, like, everything in my soul, that there was more fan fiction written about that. Or JLA Ooh. went back to it and wrote an adult version. Her other series that... Currently, the the third book just came out in June or whatever. It came around the same time where all the hype around From Blood and Ash was coming. So a lot of people have heard of it. I think it's the series is called The Harbinger Series. Um, the first book is Storm and Fury. That is a spinoff of the Dark Element series. So Roth oh. is in it. Um, he's just not a main character. <laughs> I've never read it, so I don't know why I'm mad, but... <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, what was this thing? So I'm watching Lucifer, which is just like so great, um, as you can probably imagine. It's about the devil, uh, and <laughs> saying oh. so. Yeah, but like, uh, what is the? There's a series that I, um, that I rewatch that I that I was like talking about as like a rewatch. I don't know. It it has escaped me. I will let you know. We'll come back to it. Yeah, but I, so the reason why I brought up Buffy was because with all that fire imagery, um, <laughs> Jamie knows like the titles of like every episode. So I was like, I would like describe an episode, and she was like, "Oh, you mean this?" <laughs> and we were talking about like how self-destructive we are because because like oh my god the love story in that show is just like oh my god and we were talking about how like we get to a certain point in our rewatch because we can't watch it anymore or we do watch that moment like repeatedly yeah because we love to torture ourselves and she sent this gif with elmo with all of these flames i'm danger is it like that no being like like all of these flames i don't know why it made me laugh so hard that's the that honestly is the most like the best feeling though like torturing yourself with something yes. that like, is just so good Ugh. i need to watch it i just remembered who it was i was thinking of scandal <clears throat> Ooh, 
and how it's handled. I, yeah, but like, I th- have we already talked about this? Are you team Jake or team Fitz? Oh, I like Jake. Fitz, it like makes me annoy. Like, but but Jake is. Uh, I love Scott Foley. Like, I mean, I have had the biggest crush on Scott Foley since forever. I've, I've been rewatching Grey's Anatomy. Um, this is now a comfort rewatch reread podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been rewatching Grey's Anatomy in my as my like background noise when I need it, and I just got to like when Scott Foley comes on the show. I'm like, why are you, you're like literally with my least favorite person who's ever come on to this show and like, he's just so dreamy. He's so beautiful. Anyways, that is, I am like, I am so team Jake. It's not even funny. And I realized that is, that was the start of like my dark romance obsession because could anybody like, ooh. Jake is literally every mm. male character from the books that I've been reading. Like mm-hmm. two A T. Oh wow, connecting the dots. It's all yes. making so like much you can sense. see it. Like I don't want to spoil anything for the people that should go back and watch Scandal, like please. But I just cannot speak highly enough. Where are you in Scandal right Jake. now? Oh, I, I finished – or, well, that's not true. I did not finish it. I did not watch the last season, and I haven't rewatched it. I was just talking about it, and I was thinking how I need to do a rewatch from the very beginning. Because it's so good, and then towards the end, if I remember correctly, because I've never – I've rewatched like, seasons, like, one, two, and three. But yeah. towards the end, it, like, kind of has, like, a lost moment where it kind of – you're mm-hmm. like, mm, Shonda, what were we doing over here? Every show <laughs> does that, I swear. Where I was just talking about this with my friend Lane yesterday, that, like – Every show after season six, it's just like, where are we going? You can't really blame um, Schitt's Creek for wanting to end on such a high note. Like, I do, like, I love Dan Levy. Like, I love him. Uh, But I do wonder, I'm like, you didn't want to give it, like, one more, like, one more season because everybody was, like, I feel like people, so many people discovered it during the pandemic, but like obviously the decision had been been made prior to COVID. Um, It's like like, Veronica Mars. I think that like there's, there have been very few fandoms that are as like intense with a show that only lasted for three seasons as Veronica Mars, like two and a half seasons, honestly, the third season was short. So, and I think it honestly is because it cut, cut off prematurely that like there was this like strong movement of fans of the show and it led to a movie and a reboot like Mm -hmm. that's so a fan funded movie um and I feel like that's an example like I I I, in my mind I think that Veronica Mars could have gone on for a couple more seasons and it wouldn't have fallen victim because I would say that that happens in everything like that happened in One Tree Hill as much as it pains me to believe like I wonder how much like the shows or different media that we consume feeds into the books that we pick because I'd also think that like so many of the heroines in the books or like the main character the main female um characters in the books that I've been reading are literally Brooke Davis Mm -hmm. or Sophia Bush like I I say those separately because they're fierce in their own ways like I feel like there are so many female characters that are written that way and it is so refreshing and i yeah. love it well female characters written by women because sophia actually just well, mentioned 
on their podcast. <laughs> we could be podcast friends, Sophia, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Sophia mentioned that as the show went on, I guess they had a really... The three main female characters ha- or actresses had a very negative experience with their uh, with the showrunners and the male writers on One Tree Hill. So the reason why they're doing the podcast is to sort of like take back ownership of it because they it the show ended and a lot of them like like that's why Hillary Burton left. Um, yeah, and that's really cool. I'm not really cool that that happened to them, but it is great to see that they're taking this podcast and, and using yeah. it for that purpose. Um, but she revealed that uh, as the show progressed, she was like, you know, because they wanted to have more moments of like Brooke naked in the back of the car. And mm-hmm. she was like, that's fine. Because she has like a really great moment. She's like, who was I to like slut shame people? Um, but she was like, you know, I don't know if like a 17 year old would do that. And she, like, fought against some of the choices that they were making to, like... Because they were fighting against the OC. So they wanted... They were trying to make it sexy and um, mm-hmm. all of that. And the eventually, there was more of Sophia put into Brooke because they just didn't want her to argue with them anymore. So hmm. she won, basically. <laughs> That's so interesting. Cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. Well, and this... also, like, you can see that because, like, I followed Sophia on Instagram for so many years. Like, she's just, she's. She's incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. She's a very, she's an incredible person, an incredible activist. Um, and this episode has been very much about, not about everything, books, everything, but everything. Hey, I don't even know. This, this we... is what it's like when we don't record. <laughs> if you ever wanted to know, this is what happens before and or after. Yeah, we talk about things. I had fully had so many plans for things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about. So here we go. This is what we're going to do. Next week, <laughs> we'll do, we'll, maybe we'll try this again next week, but we'll actually talk about romance books. I want to build my ultimate reverse harem Mm. i want you to build yours i want us to it's like a hype house but better (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i want to like talk about i was thinking of like questions like if you had to pick like one bed trope over uh uh enemies like tending to each other's wounds which one would you pick Oh, I like, really I want to like, do, like, I mean, thi- like, a this or that yeah. romance edition. For now, I hope this week everybody enjoyed us just ranting and raving <laughs> about everything in media. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. That's always a great place to check out. If you go to our Instagram, you can DM us or comment or send an email if that's your jam. Let us know what you are looking for from us, especially as we uh, discover more about what we love to read, what makes us happiest, and uh, how best to serve you. So that's at Read Their List at Pod. You can find us individually on Instagram, at Read and Write, and at underscore shelf love underscore. Yeah, and since we mentioned a lot of TV shows... In this episode, if you can think of any books that you think we would like based off of any of these shows, 
let us know in a comment or just like DM us or whatever because I am very much always except I do a lot of I haven't done that one in a while but anytime I think of a song pairing to go with the book like it's like one of my favorite things to do I'm constantly thinking of it um I would like love to do the same thing with tv shows because I just get like a very that's just how my brain works like I like to compare things like that and Mm -hmm. so anybody that has any book recommendations based off of any of the shows we mentioned let us know Let us know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at readitorlistedpod. All rights reserved, 2020.